up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. All right, welcome back. It is Monday. Happy late Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. I know how hard you work. Hope you guys had a wonderful day yesterday, and uh, hopefully they took you out somewhere nice. Maybe the kids gave you a break from cleaning and picked up a little extra slack for you just to show you how special you are to them for the day. All right, let's, let's get into it, shall we? Joe Biden loves, and I mean loves, pulling the race card. There is nothing more, uh, I guess, appealing to him and nothing that they feel works better on the Democratic side than pulling the race card everywhere that they go. It's kind of pitiful in a way because he's sitting there uh, race baiting and trying to tell a, a uh, group of college kids that the uh, most devastating thing in society right now is white supremacy. <laughs> but he's not doing it because he's at a black college. It just it's something he says wherever he goes because that's what he told him. No, I don't I don't just say it because I'm here. I say it everywhere. White supremacy, that's it. I can only imagine what it must feel like if he actually buys into and believes what he says. I can only imagine what it must feel like to be a Democrat, a white Democrat at that day. You just must every day wake up in the morning and look and hate yourself. <laughs> you just, you must, you know, um, they got bleach and you got a lot of uh, black people that can bleach your skin. <laughs> I bet that they wish, they just wish there was something that they could use to darken their skin. And I'm not talking about fake tanning, fake spray tanning. Yeah, sure. That darkens you. I'm talking about when, when black people, uh, tend to use that, that bleaching, uh, solution or cream or whatever it is to lighten the skin up. Uh, I mean, they get light and they stay light or uh, lighter. Okay, uh, I bet I bet every white liberal that literally believes that white people are the devil and white supremacy and white people are uh, the reason that everything has gone wrong in the world, I bet they wish there was something there that they could put a cream on and darken their skin and that way they could look like uh, Robert Downey Jr. did in that movie. Uh, that movie, uh, Tropical Thunder or something like that where he played a black guy. And I bet they wish they could have that moment in their life. Must be terrible to be a liberal, I got to say. Uh, but of course, Joe Biden's doing what he does best. They're trying to appeal to the blacks because once again, they want the black vote in 2024. That's all they care about. So what are they going to do? They're going to go out of their way to very early start routing black people up and getting under their skin and telling them how oppressed they are and how dangerous white people are. And they're going to keep this wedge between our races instead of letting things heal um, from centuries ago the democratic party just wants to keep the tension there because it's useful to them it's a useful tactic and a useful tool because you've convinced these people to buy into all of your bullcrap you have convinced them that they cannot be anything in life you've convinced them that somebody else is holding them down it has nothing to do with being accountable for yourself and doing it yourself you have convinced them that society owes them something You have warped their mind into believing all these falsehoods instead of encouraging them, giving them the proper tools needed to help them be successful. You guys keep them living in the same situation that they've always been in. 
you always promise to do more but never deliver, but yet you still want their votes because that's the only way you can figure that you'll win. I can only imagine being black and voting for a guy who is as racist as Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, how many black people do you think that only listen to the uh, left-sided news know even half the stuff about Joe Biden? How many of them, how many of, of them do you think know Joe Biden, one of his mentors, was a KKK uh, high-ranking member? And that he gave a lovely eulogy during his funeral. Or that he didn't want his kids integrated with black people in school because he says it's a racial jungle. Or talking trash about the uh, Arab community saying that the only way you can even own a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts is you got to be from, you got to be uh, uh, Indian or Arab. I mean, I wonder how many people know these things. Because you got to wonder, why would you vote for this? And it's, it's what's really amazing in the whole situation is that, you know, they're always saying white people are the devil. These old white guys, these old white guys are the devil. And then the person that the Democratic Party puts forth for them to vote on is an old white guy. <laughs> you can't make this crap up. It's so stupid. You can't make this up. See, you just got to sit there. I feel bad for the people. I mean, you are being hustled so badly. Like, you don't even see it. They're robbing you blind, and you don't even see it. They're keeping you in your little ghetto, and you don't even care. What's the old saying? You dare to keep, uh, dangle the carrot in front of the horse? Yeah, that's all they do. They've been dangling that carrot for you guys for centuries now, and you guys keep falling for their nonsense. Whereas us on the right, I don't know why it sounds less appealing that we're like, no, you can be whatever you want. You just got to put the effort in. It's not just going to be given to you. Just like the rest of us. You put the effort in, you'll be something. That's it. So that 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 is our requirement. Put your own effort in. Work hard. You will make it. It may not work the first time around. Maybe it takes you a couple times to figure it out. Maybe you, you have to lose here and there so you can develop a better plan. But if you keep trying and keep pushing forward, you will make it. I'm telling you. It's, it's amazing. You know, they keep you in areas where they're schooling. You have most of your children that are coming out of school and they're graduating. And they can barely read and write. They can barely do math. They're, I mean, they are set up for failure. But yet... These are the same people that you vote for that keep the system the way it is. It, it's simply amazing. They're amazing to me. Uh, I don't know how well Joe Biden's going to do in the next election. He may do uh, better than we think, or he may not do well at all. But I can tell you his numbers are not looking very promising right now. From Breitbart News, and they are uh, talking about a Gallup poll. In total, <clears throat> if Trump is a GOP nominee in 2024... Uh, the cross tabs for the poll show that 36% that they would definitely vote uh, for him against Biden. Those 36%. Another 9% say that they would probably vote for Trump in that scenario. And another 5% said they are leaning towards voting for Trump in that same scenario. So add all of them up, gets you right around 50%. Okay, you got 36, 4, and 9. So you're 49. I mean, you're, right, you're, you're teetering on 50%. In said scenario, Biden only has 32% who said that they would, with just 6% who said that they would probably vote for him, and another 4% that would say that they are leaning towards voting for him. So he's teetering, you know, early to 42 to 44, because these are always a little off. So he's definitely somewhere between, say, five and six points behind Trump at the moment, if you want to kind of look at it that way. In the same Gallup poll, 
They found that uh, independent voters were unhappy with Biden on a variety of issues. The data, if it remains until Election Day, is bad news for Biden. Independent voters are are an important voting block that frequently determines swing state outcomes. Uh, 76% uh, say Biden's economy is bad or in poor shape, and just 17% say it's in good or excellent condition. 64% disapprove of Biden's handling of jobs and the economy, while just 22% approve. The poll asked independents, do you want Joe Biden to run for president again in 2024? 63% said that they did not want Biden to run with just a Poultry, 17% saying that they did. And then they asked, do you think that, do you think that Joe Biden is the strongest candidate for the Democratic Party? And uh, 58% said that he was not the strong, strongest Democratic candidate with only 17% saying he was. It's interesting how 17% over and over and over. So those are the diehard. 17% are your diehard libs that would take Joe Biden, even though he's got the uh, mental range of a windshield wiper, they would take him over anything. There, there is no to them. There is no one finer to put in that office than the witless wonder destroying our economy at an alarming rate. So Joe Biden ain't looking too hot right now. But keep in mind that everything is based on the pay, way people feel. You know, up to election day. Really, a lot of the a lot of these early polls don't mean a whole lot because a lot can change between now and then. If all of a sudden the economy started doing a little better, food was a little cheaper, gas was a little cheaper, people wouldn't be uh, as upset as they are right now. And then those people that were more democratic leaning in the first place and they really liked the left would be happier to return and vote for him once again. So we are a long ways out from election day. And a lot can change between now and then. So just keep that in mind that these early polls, yes, if the election was held today, you know, that would probably be a good thing for Trump. Um, if the election, you know, when the election's held in November, God knows what condition we'll be in. I mean, if we keep traveling down the same path, I don't anticipate we're going to be doing any better. If anything, we're going to probably be doing worse than we are right now, which is not going to be good for Biden, but will definitely be good for um uh, Trump, if he's the nominee, because we don't even know if he's going to be the nominee yet. So we shall see. But Biden ain't looking too hot these days. And he, I don't think he's looked hot uh, any day since he's been in office uh, over the course of the last 50 years. All right. You know, we have the entire border mess going on. Well, it's, it's just it's everything's ironic. You know, when you when you read these types of articles and you see these things pop up. Uh, A movement of ordinary Chicago citizens filed a lawsuit to stop the city government from placing, uh, yeah, from placing 500 migrants in a Southside neighborhood school. Here's some audio from that. Politically, having over 500 people in our community would completely wipe out any interest we have. Are you aware that there are immigrant advocates at state houses all over this country who are who are advocating? for non-citizen voting in local elections. What if that happened here? That would change the mindset of what we as a black community need to thrive here in Chicago. That's a concern of ours. This is much bigger than the mayor of Chicago or Chicago Police Department. This is an effort to destroy our neighborhoods and silence our voices even further funny how things turn 
on May 10th, the lawsuit that they filed says that the city government's proposed action appears to disregard the zoning laws that are in place to safeguard the South Shore community. The failure to comply with these laws poses a significant threat to the rights and interests of the residents. This battle between the the, uh, government and the school comes as the federal government's huge inflow of migrant voters are pushing black Americans to the sidelines of the economy and politics. The post-1986 inflow that already replaced black Americans in Los Angeles and New York and is now helping to push them out of valuable real estate in the south side of Chicago. I'm going to go over a bunch of polls with you now that you've heard that. Um, The migration pressure also forces black Americans out of high-value real estate in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, and pressures them to return to lower-wage southern states that their great-grandparents fled in the 1930s and 40s, supposedly. Uh, The government-imposed demographic pressure is uh, spiking black Americans' opposition to migration. On May 5th through 7th, a poll showed that only 4% of Americans strongly approve of Biden's immigration policies, while 38% strongly oppose the policy. A poll um, by The Economist, 6th through the 9th, uh, and YouGov, showed that 31% of black Americans say that immigration has made the United States worse off. Just 20% say that, that they have made the United States better off. 41% of black Americans said U.S. border agents should be allowed to deport migrants without court hearings. 31% disagree. Among white Americans, 57% support easier deportation, while just 27% oppose it. Among all Americans, YouGov poll showed that 35% Uh, believe migration has made the nation worse off with just 31% migration has made the United States better off. Uh, In March, Rasterman reports uh, aggregated mainly monthly polls to show that black voters strongly oppose a democratic policy of chain migration, which is helping to cut Americans' wages and raise their rents. The survey included 3,130 black Americans and showed that 57% oppose chain migration. Now, not that I disagree with what's being said there, because I don't, and it's, I didn't bring this up because I agree with them 100% or disagree with them. Why I brought this up is this is only being made an issue because of people being bussed into these cities from the southern states that are being overwhelmed at the border by millions of migrants. You're sending thousands to other states and this is the reaction that we're getting people are seeing that their state is changing around them they are black the black community is feeling that their voice is lessening while the migrant voice is rising they they're feeling the squeeze from a few thousand people they're feeling like their whole culture is being uh changed around them and that this is being injected into their lives and they want it to stop It's amazing how Democrats think. It's a problem when it's in your big cities, but if it's on the southern border, ain't no problem. El Paso is pretty much overrun. I don't know if you've been following all weekend long. I have. You see any of the footage coming in and whatnot. Our border right now is the worst it's ever been. I mean, if, if that's not a winning argument during the 2024 election, I don't think anything is. If you can't debate Biden and hold his feet to the fire on immigration, I don't... I don't think you can beat them at, at, at any issue, really. I mean, this is the worst it has ever been. Our border is overrun. We are seeing record numbers coming across the border every single day. 
The Biden administration has only sped up the process. They're not helping slow it down or getting rid of more people. Mayorkas can say whatever he wants to say and lie to you however he wants to lie to you. But the fact of the matter is we're letting people in at an alarming rate and it is going to change, seriously change the culture, say, first off in the southern states, followed by wherever else uh, everybody ends up settling at. You know, I'm not saying... You know, America is a country that's full of diversity and it's full of cultures. I live in South Florida. It's everywhere. We have Islander food, Hispanic food. I mean, we got, we got everything. We got little pockets of everything and it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. I have no issue with any of that, but everybody that's here has integrated themselves into the system and they have not overwhelmed it to where it's changing our core values with it. Right now, the amount of people coming across the border, it's going to change our core values. They're not going to adapt to our system. We're going to be forced into accepting their system. And I'm just not with that. And I think that's what these smaller communities are starting to feel. They're feeling what the Democratic Party is doing to them. They're feeling this change being pushed on them, and they don't like it. So it's just ironic that all these heavily democratic cities that are all for illegal immigration, they're all for illegal aliens coming across. That's not an issue. It's never been an issue. They've been all for it. Now, once we just give them a little teeny, teeny, tiny taste of an appetizer of what's happening at the southern borders, they fall apart. Legal stuff starts getting thrown around. You have lawsuits being thrown around. It's amazing to watch them melt down and they're not even dealing with a fraction of the actual problem that they're dealing with in all the red states that are somehow managing to hold on. I I don't even know financially and and with their resources and everything. I don't know how they're doing it. Honestly, I don't know how Texas does it. I don't know how Arizona's doing it. I don't know how any of them are doing it. California, they don't do it. They get bailed out by their side all the time. So they're just going to go over and they're going to ask Sleepy Creepy for some more money. And I'm sure he's going to give it to them. Uh, Speaking of California, just when you thought that Gavin Newsom was going to do something that was, you know, normal, common sense, apparently he's reconsidering and he's going to go back down to crazy town. Or the backlash that he got from what he did say where he wouldn't sign off on reparations is finally getting to a point where he can't tolerate it anymore. And maybe the Democratic Party told him they're going to out him if he doesn't follow suit and do what they want him to do. But apparently now he is changing his mind about reparations and not saying that he won't do it, but just wants to consider everything, more or less. That's a generalized statement about what's happening there. So now Gavin Newsom has changed his uh, tune on that, and I'd like to see how they're going to afford that financially if he ends up signing that. I would love to see how that's going to happen because I would say we – the people have a leg to stand on to say that if you agree with that and our tax dollars are being given to California to help with their budget of what it's going to cost to do this, I think that we should be able to put together some type of a lawsuit saying that you are being irresponsible, irresponsible with taxpayer dollars and it has to stop because we're talking about our tax money being paid to uh, citizens over there that we're never even probably, I mean, people move around, so you just never know whose lineage goes where. But you want to say probably 99% of the black people in California, if they've been there for generation upon generation, 
were never even slaves in the first place, but you're getting reparations. You're getting tax, free tax dollars for something that never even happened to your family line. I mean, it's, it's insanity. You know, I mean, we would, you would think that we could put something together to challenge that and that we could hopefully get a common sense response to it. I I just, you just don't know. But anyways, I, I, I go back to where we were originally that California, all these States, I don't know how they hang on minus California. Um, with the flood of people that they got coming in there. I don't know how they do it. And the few states that are declaring states of emergency, New York, Chicago, or wherever else, uh, because they can't handle the teeny tiny amount of people that are coming into their states. I'd also like to point out that if you wonder what socialism looks like, that's pretty much where you're at. You're letting all these people come from across the border. And in New York, I remember reading an article about this. Um, in New York, they're putting them up in five-star hotels. And they're going to be stay there for an extended time, which means that uh, our tax dollars or New York's tax dollars now, and I'm sure ours later, are paying for them to, to stay in these five-star accommodations. Well, they wanted to do another five-star hotel in a little bit nicer area in New York. I forget, uh, I forget it was up in Manhattan or West, wherever. I don't know all the different areas in, in New York, and I just passed by and read a little piece of it and moved on because it didn't surprise me. But um, apparently they wanted to use another hotel up there to house the immigrants that uh, and the uh, people denied them because it's in a nicer area and they didn't want all these uh, migrants in there and they didn't want the hotel to get destroyed, the owners and everybody, they didn't want it. And now the, my, the immigrants, who are not even Americans, the immigrants are suing, saying that they sh- they are basically entitled to or they are owed to be able to stay in that establishment. <laughs> there's, there's socialism as good as it gets, man. As good as it gets. Uh, entitlement. I- I'm entitled. I, I don't care that the fi- that's the five-star Ritz. I-, I don't care what you've spent in this place. We get to stay here. We came across. Joe told us to come, and you're going to let us stay here. And I don't give a damn what damage is in there afterwards. I don't care if you got to close this place down when it's all said and done because after we're done here, they're going to provide us with a place to live rent-free or free of charge because that's what was promised to us at the border. And there it is. Amazing these days. <laughs> it's simply, just simply, it's stupid, really. It's just, it's amazingly stupid. Anyways, all right, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I had for you on this uh, late Sunday. I was doing some of my episodes last week, super, super early in the morning. I was doing them at like 3 in the morning. I've been trying to do it nighttime, just wait till the end of the night and it comes out. But then last week, um, I was doing uh, super early morning to give that a test, do the, the recording prior to me doing the gym. And I don't know how well that's going to work for me because, I mean, on average, I'm getting four nights, I mean, four hours a night of sleep. And I was pretty beat up by Friday. Sleep-wise, I was uh, probably walking around like a zombie. So uh, I'll probably be pre-recording in the day before in the evening time to try to stay upbeat because not much changes from the evening usually to the morning time. Uh, And that way we can stay on target here and up-to-date. So I shouldn't be doing that, but... I'm doing this one today on late on a Sunday, Mother's Day. We had a good day with uh, my mother. We actually did Mother's Day on a Friday because we're all in different areas than my wife's mother. And then we took, I, me and the kids took my wife out. So anyways, that'll wrap it up for me today. 
Um, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. It's always great help. If you'd like to reach out to me, littlejocc.com. Go to the contact section. Um, beyond that, have a beautiful Monday. I'm sure it's going to be very busy this week, as it is every single week. But we will definitely do it again tomorrow.